Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. Will Watts from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Welcome in to Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. I'm your host. Coming at you solo today. Steve Geller's got some, some business to attend to. He's now hosting Sports Talk. Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 8 p.m. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to give him a listen. Give him a call, 504-260-1870, or shoot him a text. Tell him how great he sounds, or tell him he's dumb. I don't know. You do you. But we're going to get into this podcast, and today we are going to, for a majority of the time, be talking to our viewers on YouTube and answer whatever questions might come up. It's a live mailbag edition. We like doing these. It's just a good way to engage people, especially in a week where not a ton really happened, right? The, it's the dead week between rookie minicamp and OTAs. So we're going to get into a lot. We're going to talk a lot about Derek Carr, about what we expected OTAs, some updates on some players and, and, and all that good stuff. But in this first segment, we are going to get into Cam freaking Jordan. One of the, one of the most fun players to watch, to, to root for. And, you know, the news that came out this week that the Saints are kind of working on an extension with Cam, which, as they should, right? That is, the, that is the correct thing that they should be doing. But what we do know about Cam Jordan, and what we're going to get into in this first segment here, is he's ready to keep playing. He's going into year 13, but he is nowhere near retirement. And he talked this week at the Saints Hall of Fame Golf Classic this week, always talkative, and he talked about, you know, his next potential contract extension. This is his final year of the deal he signed back in 2019. And, you know, the first question, how long do you expect to play? Here's what he had to say. Forever. Now, realistically, I don't know if forever works, but, like, we all have to get old sometime. And I'm sure one day I'll, I'll, I'll check the tank and be like, hmm, it's about that time. No, I've gone through scenarios in my head, what happens, what doesn't happen. I said I'd check in with my body at year 10. Year 10 felt great. Uh, now at year 13, the next check-in is year 15. So, 
you know, uh, going ahead into my last year of the contract, which I just probably discussed earlier. Whatever happens, happens. I love that I'm a part of Huda Nation. I've been here for 13, going on 13 years, and I don't see myself ever leaving. Um, how long do we play? We'll see. As long as the love, love still burns strong. So you want an extension? Doesn't everybody? My wife wants a bigger ring. You know, like we, we all have things that we want. We'll see if we can get them. And so, yeah, it has been reported by Brett Martell of the AP that the Saints are engaged in contract negotiations with Cam Jordan and his agent, Doug Washerman. And you're looking at probably a two-year extension. As he said in that clip, he's looking at year 15 as kind of the check-in year. And fortunately for the Saints, he has not really slowed down to this point in his career. He didn't have a great season last year, but he still led the team in sacks. He is still out there for 90, 95% of the snaps. Even if that number gets reduced, he is still a hugely important part of that rotation. And so you are going to keep him around. It makes sense to keep him around because he's been so good. Now, all that said, one thing that's worth keeping in mind is that while the Saints want to keep Cam Jordan and Cam Jordan wants to stay in New Orleans, that's a fortunate thing because they don't really have much of a choice. And we've talked a lot about the salary cap and how the Saints manage it and how they put void years at the end of deals. And so... What's important to remember is that the Saints restructure deals every year and they add void years at the end of them to spread out the cap hit, right? It's just how they operate. It is how they've operated the past several years. It's why people complain every year when they're able to sign players that they shouldn't be able to sign, whatever. Now that works against you when players leave, when players are no longer on your roster, because what you're able to do when they are under contract with you is extend that deal out. I think you can go as many as three void years and spread out that cap hit. Once that player is no longer on your roster, that entire dead cap charge gets advanced, boom, right up on the next year. And so that's what we saw this past season with David Onyemata and Marcus Davenport right? We've heard Mickey Loomis say that the Saints wanted to re-sign David Onyemata and Marcus Davenport. He did not say that about Shai Tuttle. Whether they wanted to or not, who knows? But they, he said that specifically about Mark, Marcus Davenport and David Onyemata. And the reason is, other than the fact that they were productive players, Marcus' 2022 season notwithstanding, David is costing the Saints $10 million this season to play for the Falcons right? After this season, that dead cap charge will be gone. So that'll help you in terms of how you're navigating 2024 and beyond. But this year made things a little more complicated. Marcus Davenport, 7.6 million to play for the Vikings, right? So when you're on the hook for some dead money to a player, it makes signing them to extension or re-signing them a lot more attractive, especially if they're productive, if you're still satisfied with the, with what they're putting out on the field. And the Saints are with Cam Jordan, so it's a moot point whether he's worth signing to bring back or not. But when you look at the deal that Cam is ending this season, if they were to allow him to go sign elsewhere, if they just did not extend him a deal, if he retired even, the dead cap charge for 2024 would be $23 million for a player not on the roster, right? Even with those dead cap charges that we talked about with Marcus Davenport and David Onyemata, the Saints' dead cap hit this season was about $24 million. So 
you can do the math there pretty easily. If the Saints decided not to bring Cam back, he would cost them about as much as every dead cap hit that they accepted this season. And keep in mind, this is not the only dead cap charge that the Saints might be accepting, right? If you have to move on from Michael Thomas, which is a very realistic possibility considering he is on a one-year $10 million deal, he's played 10 games the last three seasons. Boom, $18 million dead cap charge for Michael Thomas or something in that range, depending on how you navigate it against a trade, a sign and trade, a post-June 1 release, whatever. It's a significant cap charge. Andres Pete, you want to move on from Andres Pete? Okay, you're looking at about a $13 million dead cap charge. James Hurst, who knows? $2 million. Jameis Winston, it's going to be, you know, in the range of $10 million. So <laughs> you can't add $23 million to that if you move on from all those guys and suddenly be like, how do we pay all of our players, right? Like, you're going to have to do something with Derek Carr's deal. You'll probably restructure that and move it forward. And this is where, when the Saints get criticized, it's in moments like this. It's because you are now forced to sign Cam Jordan to an extension, whether you wanted to or not. And, and again, I think the Saints want to extend Cam Jordan. I think the Saints want Cam Jordan to retire here. But this is where when you end up with a player who you don't want to re-sign, right? The Saints were considering bringing Marcus Davenport back. It wasn't because he was an incredible player last year. It was because it saved them money, right? And in this case, because Cam is so good, you're able to do that. But that's not always the case. So that's part of the conversation here. And you're talking about, well, will they extend Cam? Does Cam think he'll get that extension? 1,000% he's going to get that extension because the Saints don't have a choice. And his agent knows that. So I think Cam's going to get a pretty lucrative two- to three-year extension here. Some void years on the end. Uh, I'm sure he'll make it team-friendly in whatever way he can. But Cam's not going anywhere. Cam is, you know, assuming he finishes at year 15, uh, he's finishing his career with the Saints, in my opinion. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And so that point to me brings up the question, is Cam Jordan a Hall of Famer, right? Is he a Hall of Famer right now? And, or will he be a Hall of Famer when his career ends? And so to answer that question, I just went and I looked at, you know, kind of the relative numbers between Cam and the last five comparable defensive ends to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, Right. And if you do look at those numbers, he's close. I don't think he's there yet. Because I think what gets Cam Jordan to the Hall of Fame is playing 15, 16 seasons and doing so consistently all of the way through the line, right? It's what a lot of players were not able to do. But it's what Cam, I think, has to do. Because he never had the Michael Strahan 26 and a half sack season, whatever you want to call it. Like... He never had that massive year. I mean, the most sacks Cam ever had in a season was 15 and a half, and that happened in 2019, right? He said double-digit sacks one, two, three, four, five, six times in his career, 
and he's always on the field. You know, that's part of the reason he was able to break Ricky Jackson's franchise record, and he has 115 and a half sacks right now because of his longevity and the fact that he is always available. And you can say that cheapens it a little bit. I say that's what you play for. That's what you need, right? It's great when a guy shows up in one game and gets six sacks, but what happens when he only plays 12 games that season and you lose in the games he's not there, right? The consistency that Cam Jordan has brought to the table over 13 years in the NFL, to me, is what gets him to the Hall of Fame. But he has to do it over, I think, at least one more, maybe two more seasons. Because you look at DeMarcus Ware, right? So DeMarcus Ware, 178 games played. He has 20 more tackles than Cam, 23 more sacks, 21 more tackles for loss, 20 more forced fumbles, two fewer fumble recoveries, 10 more passes defense, and and one more interception. That's not helpful for Cam, right? He's already played more games than DeMarcus Ware. So how do you match that up? Well, you know, the numbers are aggregate. And being effective for longer is still impressive in in an NFL landscape. The player I would look at if I am trying to make the argument for Cam Jordan being a Hall of Famer is Richard Seymour, longtime Patriots defensive end, finished his career with the Raiders, 164 games played, 498 tackles, right? So that's not that crazy. You know, Cam is already above that. He has more games played, but he has already passed that number. So wh- wh- what's getting Richard Seymour to the Hall of Fame? 57 and a half sacks, nothing incredible, 91 tackles for loss, four forced fumbles, eight fumble recoveries, 39 passes defense, two interceptions. Now the difference between Cam Jordan and Richard Seymour is this. Postseason, Richard Seymour played 15 games in the playoffs. His team won 12 of them. Four and a half sacks, 51 tackles, five tackles for loss, two fumble recoveries, and his teams won Super Bowls, right? Cam Jordan, I think, to make the Hall of Fame, needs one more extended playoff run to his credit. I don't think you necessarily have to make the Super Bowl, but I think you probably have to make an NFC championship because right now his, his playoff record is not bad, right? Five and six, five and a half sacks, 38 tackles, eight tackles for loss. Typically speaking, you're not going to hold a defensive end accountable for the team record, right? That's more or less a quarterback issue where if you have a losing record in the postseason, it's going to get held against the quarterback. I don't think that hurts Cam in this sense, but I do think that standing out in the postseason is going to be what gets him over the top when you are looking at the deficit before him and a guy like Jason Taylor, right? 233 games played, 788 tackles, 139.5 sacks, 151 tackles for loss, 46 forced fumbles, 29 fumble recoveries, an insane 87 passes defensed, eight interceptions. Again, this is Jason Taylor, the father of LSU tight end Mason Taylor, but his postseason record, Four and five, 34 tackles, zero sacks, seven tackles for loss, right? So Cam is not touching these numbers. These numbers are insane. But if you make the argument that, okay, he's effective in the playoffs, right? Jason Taylor, zero sacks in the postseason. He's a Hall of Famer. Cam, if he gets the double-digit postseason sacks, first ballot, I think. Right now, he's right on the fringe. And again, and... So there were a few in here. You know, I didn't include Charles Haley. I didn't include Joe Klecko because both of those guys, there's in, inconsistent stat keeping, right? The tackles aren't always there. The passes defense didn't get 
recorded until later in their career. It's kind of tough. The tackles for loss aren't necessarily right. So I went back to Michael Strahan, 2014, another guy who was a no-brainer Hall of Famer. 216 games played, 854 tackles. That's 141.5 sacks. And he's also the NFL record holder with 22 and a half sacks in the season. I might have said 26 earlier. I don't know. TJ Watt came pretty close a couple seasons ago. So you have to have something that stands out, right? And even Michael Strahan's postseason career, six, six and four, nine and a half sacks, 48 tackles, nine tackles for loss. He did win a Super Bowl. He was a key part of the Giants team that upset the Patriots in 2009 because the pass rush was able to harass Tom Brady in ways that most teams have not been able to do. The Saints have, right? The Saints did the same thing. The Saints were able to do the same things to Tom Brady that the Giants did. So in that sense, I think Cam Jordan does have a route to the Hall of Fame. And I think these last two seasons with the Saints are going to either put a bow on it or maybe drag it down a little bit. So that's going to be very interesting to see. I'm looking forward to watching it. Again, this is Inside Black and Gold. We're going to come back and we're going to dive deep into the viewer mailbag, answer as many questions as we can get to in the final two segments of this here program. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Follow us on YouTube. Ring the bell. Give us a rating. Give us a review. I love hearing feedback from everybody. It helps me get better. So hit me up on Twitter, whatever. You know where to find me. Love hearing from y'all. And stick around.